the college football experience. Ole Miss Rebels at the Alabama Crimson Tide betting preview show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka The Bod, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Welcome, welcome to the college football experience. Ole Miss Rebels at the Alabama Crimson Tide game preview. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. Oh, oh, <laughs> taking you to the land down under. And this next guy, well, he's gonna be down. He's gonna be down to. to to broadcast this exact football game. Yes, I am talking to host of the Three Dog Thursday podcast, a voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I got to bring up the fact for Compass Media Network this Saturday doing the play-by-play with Steve Berline, former former uh great quarterback in the NFL, great quarterback in college football with Notre Dame. Give it up for my guy TJ Reeves. How you doing TJ? Great to have you back on the show. Intro, you even hopped on with Minute Work. Uh, I remember going to a minute work concert in Tampa, Florida, back in the eighties. Take, take me back. Welcome to the land down under baby. Uh, love it. Pick Dundee. Uh, that is fantastic. Uh, it's great to be with you and it's going to be a great game. Obviously this weekend, not only in the sec, but the college football landscape. If you were looking at games where Alabama could be beaten or tripped up before we get to the sec title game of the college football playoff, this is a game where it could happen. It is, it is not an exaggeration to say that Ole Miss has at least a puncher's chance, if not better than a puncher's chance, Colby Dan in this game. Hey, I mean, I, I agree in a way because uh, look, there's two sides of this thing. I, when I, when I look at this, I say, Oh, last year, man, Ole Miss had him on the ropes. They had him on the ropes. But then you look back at the box score. You're like, 
dang, they lost by 15. I don't know. How did that happen? Right. Cause I remember it being kind of back and forth seesaw battle. I think Ole Miss fans are just sitting there, you know, hoping saying, Hey, well this year we got to go to Tuscaloosa. So you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> right? And, and, and now they got to go. So look, I, I know, uh, you know, first off I am a, a ticket holder of a Matt Corral ticket, 40 to one, to win the Heisman that I bought back Ooh. in May. All right. Ooh. Back in May. Yep. yep. Now, yep. you know, some people are saying I should potentially sell that thing. I, I you know, because uh, it's the game before Bama, the value could go down. I'm going to ride with Matt Corral because I believe this offense, even if you lo- look back a season ago, this offense worked against that Bama defense. Yes. I, I know the argument Well, this Bama defense might be better than last year's Bama defense, but I, I think the only thing that scares me about Ole Miss is I don't know about who they've played so far. Like Louisville right. is their best win and they struggled to beat Florida State last week. They went up early on Florida State, which was impressive in the first quarter. But they hung on. And that Florida State team uh this they're winless. So it's like is who is Louisville? Yes, I know they beat UCF. Um I think they're I think they're going to be like a 6 and 6 team if I had to guess. Louisville would be maybe maybe right. 7 and 5. Austin P and then Tulane who Tulane's you know w- winless against they're the They're just FBS. okay. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah, but I think they're all right. I think Tulane's actually within once they start conference play in the AAC, I think they'll be a decent team. So, obviously Ole Miss's offense uh has been if they they haven't missed a beat. I mean, they are the number one offense in the nation right now. Number one offense in the nation and I think even the the farther you look into those stats, one of the more impressive things to me is they're they're uh, uh, the eleventh best passing offense in the nation, right? And then they're the number four rushing offense, number four rushing offense, which is uh, pretty pretty amazing. I'm talking about yards per game here. They're getting about three hundred yards on the ground, just one one point three yards shy of three hundred yards on the ground. I mean, can anyone stop this offense in college football? Is the question, TJ? Well, it's not. Just Matt Corral is also as the dual threat running it, but Jerry on Ely is averaging about six yards a carry. Hello, uh, so far. So they they do have the dual threat, and and there's so many subplots to this game. But you know, Lane Kiffin is an offensive mind, and you know he's got things that he's been saving and he's dialing up for Nick Saban and for Alabama here. Especially, I think this is a big factor. Alabama played a week ago against Southern Miss, beat them easily. It's not a hard game. But Ole Miss had the week off. It has been Bama two week. It's not just Bama week. It's been two weeks of Alabama preparation for Ole Miss. And I think that could be an advantage with some of the stuff they've probably put in that they maybe didn't show in the first three games. There's probably several sets or plays that he likes that that they've gone to now and worked on for two weeks that Alabama hasn't seen yet. So that's that's going to be one of the interesting subplots of a rested Ole Miss team to heal up and work on some things against Alabama that had to play a game last week. Are, are you p- potentially saying we could see some trick plays? Because I can tell you, they have John Rice Plumley. Plumley started at quarterback uh, the year prior to Kiffin arriving. He's he and he's getting carries. He's a wide receiver, but he's also getting carries. Has six rushes for seventy six yards. Um, he's also got a few receptions. He's also throwing a pass. Kind of a dual threat that I think you know. Who knows what happens in this game? Maybe they maybe they don't go to him. Maybe they do. But uh, I could see maybe uh, Kiffin rolling the dice. He seems to be a little bit of a riverboat gambler. So uh, I'm just saying, watch out, John Rice Plumley. But this whole offense, man. 
the receivers. I look at these receivers, whether it's uh, uh Mingo or, or Drummond, I think these are NFL receivers. Well, so, and Drummond is averaging 20 yards to catch. Uh, Coral was just almost playing seven on seven against Tulane with all the touchdowns and Drummond had a big game in that one. Again, uh, I was just thinking this when you were talking about it, this is like, uh, it's one thing to be in the jungle and you're hunting a tiger, hunting a lion, whatever. If you're old miss using the metaphor, you are going into the layer to play Godzilla and Godzilla is a whole lot bigger than a lion or a tiger yeah. in number one, Alabama. And we just don't know when Ole Miss gets in there in Tuscaloosa, how are they going to react? They're back at, at full capacity, full throat, going to be hard to hear. Uh, you just, you wonder if Ole Miss is going to be ready for all of that. Alabama's defense has some question marks uh, because they've lost a bunch of players to the NFL and a couple of players to injury already at the beginning of this season. But that home crowd advantage, uh, that is going to be a very interesting subplot to the first part of this game. And how does Ole Miss handle it? Or do they find themselves Colby D uh, already down 14, nothing early on in the game and rattled uh, because of the, of the atmosphere and, and you're playing number one in a humongous game. Yeah. And I completely agree. And I think that's something we might be forgetting about. We might look back at last season and say, Oh, this was a 15 point game, but it's not how we remember it first off. So I think people have been saying, Hey, Ole Miss can beat this, this Bama team. But when you look back, it was a 15 point game, but there was also no fans. This was in Oxford, Mississippi as well. So it is completely different, you know, go, you know, going out of Tuscaloosa and, and Nick Saban. I mean, all you got to do is look at the track record at that stadium. Not many losses happening there. So uh, uh, another thing is though, that one of the real X factors to me, that's shocking within the numbers. Cause if you just bring up the, the offensive numbers here, you see, okay, well I get it. Ole Miss. They were a top offense a season ago, right? They were, they were, I believe not, not top two or three. If memory serves me correct, I know them and UCF are right there. Um, but then if you really dive into the statistics, like, okay, Alabama's the 26th best offense in the nation, Alabama played Florida and Miami. They've played much better competition. So could the stats be lying to us a little bit? I'll tell you this though. This is concerning to me is Alabama is 80th in the nation offensively on the ground, right? That is, I think a gigantic X factor because uh, I I don't recall a time in Nick Saban's era. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the listeners, if you're Bama fans out there and I'm wrong, please tweet me at the Colby D. I can't recall a time they're that far back rushing the ball. So maybe that is the clear weakness. And we saw in that Florida game, where yes, uh, you know, I was one to say, man, I don't know. I, Alabama seemed, they didn't seem to panic to me. It seemed like they had it the whole time, even though I know the narrative, Hey, two point game, Florida, Florida did control the line of scrimmage though. That was the most jaw dropping thing about that game to me was they were able to kind of control the, the line of scrimmage. If Ole Miss can do that, they are a live dog. Now, will they be able to, cause that was Bama at the swamp that, you know, that place gets lit. This is the complete opposite. This is Ole Miss coming in there. We know here's another thing that's impressive too. DJ Durkin, former Maryland head coach, the defensive coordinator of Ole Miss. They charted, I believe if memory serves me correct, they were the second worst defense in the nation last year. Not all Durkin's fault. He was a brand new defensive coordinator, implementing a new system and battling all that COVID protocol. And, 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 you know, it, it was just tough no for real off season. Yes. You can't practice no the same spring way. Ball. I yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree. So now you look at this, 
yes, I understand you can call out the schedule, but the, the, the reality is like Louisville still got a decent offense. Satterfield is an offensive coach. Uh, I think Tulane at the end of the day might have a de- decent offense with that Michael Pratt kid. So this Ole Miss defense has caught my eye. They're impressive. 59th in the nation. That's a gigantic jump. And I know you might say, Oh, 59th is 59th. It's a big jump. I don't care who. They're better. I, yeah, they, they They're are better. better. Well, and the bottom line is, on the game a year ago, Najee Harris destroyed this team. The good news for Ole Miss is Najee Harris is playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers now, so he will not be carrying the rock on Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa. That will not be exactly. happening. Well, and the uh, O line seems worse. And again, they lost a couple of guys to the NFL off the offensive line. So that for Alabama, so uh, it's a, it's amazing when they came out for that first game with Miami with Bryce Young having replaced Mac Jones with uh, new receivers. I mean, granted, John Mechie and Bolden, the two receivers have been around, but they're now the featured guys instead of Waddle and Devonte Smith, who are also in the NFL. You don't have Najee Harris, who's also in the NFL. You've got Brian Robinson trying to take his place a little bit there in the backfield, and they destroyed Miami right off the bat with brand new guys, especially in the first half. It is just remarkable how Saban can coach those guys up, even new guys. But this may be where it shows up a little bit against SEC talent uh, in trying to run the football. Can they get the run game going uh, with the backs that they have here, including Brian Robinson, who's the upperclassman that they're going to try to utilize, or will Ole Miss be able to slow him down a little bit? I, I love this stat. I mean, it it is it is a stat that until somebody can break the glass ceiling here, that you have to keep repeating. What is it? Owen twenty three. It's either Owen twenty two or Owen twenty three. Nick Saban's former assistants against him as a head coach are over, as we say in the South Colby, they're over, <laughs> they're over, they're over 23. And that, and that includes a loss by Lane Kiffin last year as the old Miss coach. So is this the time for them to hang around and win? I don't know. Again, I'm, I got to be down the middle here. I'm calling the game on compass media networks. You got to favor Alabama at home. You just wonder if Ole Miss can hang in, but that is a glaring stat that whether you're talking about Kirby smart Jimbo Fisher, name one that's taken a job somewhere else after yeah. they've been on Nick Saban's staff. They've not been able to beat him. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you one of the most impressive things, and that is an unbelievable stat because he faces them all the time, his old <laughs> assistants. But uh including that Georgia game where, you know, to, uh, to a I, deep ball, you know, uh that 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 game what was a third and 24 you want a story. You want a quick story here on the college football experience. Ole Miss Alabama preview. Heck yes. You want one from uncle T uncle TJ. Yes. All right. Mercedes Benz stadium, national championship game. Georgia's winning the entire game. And we end up going to overtime. Crazy finish. Two of the freshmen has come in Alabama fans holding their breath, pins and needles. I'm trying to get out of the third level auxiliary press box to get down on the field for overtime for however the game could end. I've decided I'm not going to watch the entire thing up, up in the third level. I'm going to try to be at field level. Uh So there are no working elevators. I'm hustling down the stairs. I mean, flight after flight, after flight of stairs, trying to get down the stairs out of the, out of the third level to the first level, then around the curve to the tunnel to come out of the tunnel where the media could come out. I come out and Blankenship, the kicker, is kicking the field goal for Georgia. <laughs> Alabama has stopped him. He's kicking the field goal for the lead. I'm in the tunnel, coming out of the tunnel. I see the field goal is good. I get I get onto the sideline. I find one of my colleagues on the sideline. There are people everywhere on the near sideline, which is the Alabama sideline. Okay. And Alabama runs the first play of overtime as I do that, and Tua gets sacked. I'm now standing next to Scott Frost, 
I kid you not. Scott Frost, who had been the UCF coach, has taken the Nebraska job, and he is standing right next to me with my colleague. And I look at him. I said, Coach, how are you? Congratulations. He says, thank you. Meanwhile, Tua is dropping back to pass, and he rainbows the ball to Devontae Smith. And I kid you not, the Alabama guys are the Smith scores. They're mobbing him game over national championship walk-off. They're coming right at Scott Frost, my colleague and me with the, with the pile of players. Like we're going to be in the celebration. They're about to do the whole pile, the dog pile right on us. Right. I mean, right there on the side of the field, I will never forget that moment. So when you just jogged me one more time and said Tua Mercedes Benz State, that is the only. Am I correct? That's the only time Alabama led the game. Yeah, am I, I right? I, I think was you're the right walk there. off touchdown in the overtime, and Saban is still not lost even since then to an assistant coach beating Kirby Smart again a couple of times and Kiffin last year. It's just incredible. I just had to tell a quick story no, for the no, audience. No, no, no. I this love is that. why you come in on the college football experience to have a little uncle TJ story. A hundred percent. I got to have to, that's going to be a segment every time you come on because look, well, well, first off, I thought you were going to tell me like a horror story as, as in like, <laughs> as in like you went to go downstairs as that play happened and you missed right. the, the, that, right. that moment. But no, that's a, that's a, that's a great story. And he has, ne- <laughs> he has not lost to uh, to any of his former assistants, but I think one of the real X factors this year is Bryce Young. You look at this, yeah. completing seventy two percent of his passes, nine point two yards of completion, so he's getting it down the field a bit. Fifteen touchdowns, one interception. He's basically played f- perfect. Yes, I know that I've I've read articles that complain well he doesn't run the ball like Hertz and Tua would do. They were is he afraid to run with he's mobile but not using his legs, then that's making the Alabama offense less dynamic, perhaps. Perhaps I don't know, but I can tell you, it's hard to knock this kid's play when you read that stat line. Oh my God! And and, and to come in and be the full time guy now after the way Mac Jones played last year as a Heisman candidate, I mean, what are we? We're parsing that he's got 15 touchdowns throwing and he hasn't run enough. I mean, yeah, there'll be times when he's going to probably need to. Uh, again, the kids at a modern day high school out in Southern California where you're based, not far from I here, know Bur- man. Yeah. Bur- Burline was talking him up when I was around Burline previously for the Iowa Iowa State game because we were looking forward to doing this game, and he's like, I've already seen this kid. He is elite. And this is before uh, the big breakout game with Miami even. So again, uh, I think they'll be fine at the quarterback position. The the real question is, can Alabama's defense stop what uh, Corral and, and Lane Kiffin are trying to do, or is this a track meet? I really, what is, I haven't looked. You're the numbers guy. Is the under over like 173? What is the under over for the, I mean, there's going to be points unless Alabama can stop Ole Miss. I don't see Ole Miss really slowing Alabama down very much. I think this is a 35, 38, 41 or more point game for Alabama. The question is, can Ole Miss keep up? Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned that because it opened at, at, at 78 and a half, I believe oh. went, went to 79. It's at 80. Currently 80 currently oh, is wow. the over under. I almost think they're baiting you and the, the, I know you can't pick the game TJ, but it is uh Ole Miss getting 14 and a half points. Obviously last year, the game was 15. I don't know if they're playing it off of that. I think they're also trying to bait you into taking Ole Miss. And as you believe that number will come down as we get closer to Saturday, because an example in the Florida case, the line was like 14 and a half. I know a bunch of Gator fans that were telling me this and to watch for this. And the line came down to like 13 and a half or 13 by game time. Cause so many people were betting Florida, the line moved by a point or a point and a half. I'm not saying it's going to move down to 10 
but you could see this thing moving a point or two with I, people waiting to see what price they can get. Uh, Ole Miss at hundred percent, hundred percent. I would count on that. If I had to bet uh, on that, I could see it going down to 14, 13 and a half, something like that, maybe even 13. But I can tell you this. I think, you know, as much as I, I have that corral ticket and I think he's going to have a good Saturday. I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's going to play well, but I think Saban has this one a little bit circled last, last year got closer. I think people think, Oh, all year they've been talking about all preseason. I should say they've been talking about this game. So I, I, I think they're baiting you with that 14 and a half. I think Vegas, Vegas is trying to get you that hook. I, I think Bama is going to settle business in Tuscaloosa last year. You know, no fans. Uh, it was a road game. I know that 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 probably hurt Ole Miss in a, a little bit of a way. But I think back in Tuscaloosa, uh, I think I think Saban's going to have a ch- look. I bet you this game's like tied at halftime, and mm. I I think Saban's going to make some great halftime adjustments, and I think they're going to pull away. I think they're going to pull away. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the fourteen and a half, but I am very. I, I'll tell you this, like I've never seen Alabama lose the line of scrimmage like they did in Florida. Right for for a couple of quarters there, I feel like the the third and fourth quarter they were getting really beat on the line of scrimmage. But does Ole Miss, to your point, have those big bodies, both offensive line, defensive line? I don't think so. Florida's got three or four NFL caliber offensive and defensive linemen every year, and I don't think that Ole Miss has that same talent level. Colby, I agree. I agree, and I I think. Also, I'm sure knowing, I mean, I don't know Nick Saban personally, but knowing the maniac and persona, you know, what makes him a, a, a successful coach and a, and a legendary coach to me is he's relentless. And I can guarantee you that film against Florida has been shown more than whatever star Wars movie came out last. All right. They, they've watched that film a bunch. <laughs> I guarantee you that. And I, I think they're going to capitalize on this. I'm going to take Bama. I learned a lesson a, a long time ago, probably the but two by 2010. Look, and I know I, I, the lesson is essentially don't fade Bama. I look, and I took Bama against Florida and I had to eat it, but I don't fade Bama in the big spots. And I feel like the Florida game. Yes. Uh, that was, a, that, that, that's one where I feel like you rarely lose on Saban in the big spots. This is the second big spot here. I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, give me, give me, I'm laying the 14 and a half, but I, I I'm telling you, I can't wait to watch this game because of these storylines. And I'm jealous TJ that you're there with Burline. I, I, I want to, I'm going to hop in your luggage. I, I know I say that every time I got to find, I'm driving the country tomorrow. So maybe I can just quickly tell, tell the, tell the fiance here. Hey, maybe, maybe we can just go down to Alabama for a game. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what she wants to do. Top of her priority <laughs> list. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a blast to call this game again. Thank you for the plug compass media networks. Looking forward to it. I promise to report back to the college football experience on what it's like, because I did three Alabama games last year for compass media networks, but all of them again, were at 25% capacity, 20,000, 22,000 mm. people is what they had, including the iron bowl with, with Auburn, with 20,000 people in Tuscaloosa, this will be 97,000, a hundred thousand strong getting after Ole Miss. And it's going to be some scene. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. And I appreciate you hopping on the show. Uh, everyone, everyone check out the three dog Thursday podcast, yes. right? Three dog Thursday. We podcast. are rolling. My friend, we are. Do you realize I keep touting this on social media and elsewhere 
We have given out the last three weeks a total of 18, one eight successful underdogs on that show, college football and the NFL. Last week for college football alone, we were on the West Virginia Mountaineers with they should have won too, man. They should have won outright. I was yeah. on Notre Dame to win outright, and they did with Wisconsin. And one of my colleagues was on Rutgers to keep it close. He didn't look good for a while, but they kept it close with Michigan. We went three for three yeah, in it, college last week. We've got 18 successful underdogs the last three weeks, college in the NFL. Check us out on three dog Thursday, because there'll be a lot of discussion about this game, Ole Miss and Alabama and all the top college games this weekend. Yes. Check that out. Three dog Thursday. I'm on it all the time. I, I really think it's a great show. Listeners go check that out. It's on Twitter at three dog Thursday as well. Yep. Search it in, in whatever platform you listen. And we're to part podcast. of the sports gambling podcast network of shows. If you're on the sports gambling podcast network feed, you find it there, but also find it under three dog Thursday. Like you're plugging away. And I so appreciate you having me on and letting me promote that to your audience because there's new people that are finding all of the stuff on SGP and SGPN and the network. We're letting them know that for right. I don't know how long we can keep the heater going. Right. Ryan, Ryan Kramer keeps uh, sending me emojis with the fire. When he sees the underdog <laughs> fix, I don't know how long the fire keeps burning, but right now we're burning it on three dog Thursday. My there friend. we go. You got to check that out. Give everyone, give TJ Reeves a follow on Twitter at buck sideline guy. Once again, he's a, he's the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay bucks. He's got, I don't, did they give you a super bowl ring with that or not? You don't need to tell I me. Did, I guess they did. I did get a ring. Oh, I did get a ring. We'll have to show it off to you. On a, on a future college experience. I'll pull it out of the vault nice. uh, and, and we'll show you the ring. But yeah, it's a lot of fun doing the Buccaneers on Sunday, Buccaneers in new England, Sunday night. I'm, I'm having a great weekend. I'm in Alabama Saturday, all things equal, God willing headed to Providence, Rhode Island, right next to Foxborough for bucks Patriots. What a game that'll be. It's going to be a big weekend. And we'll talk all about it on three dog Thursday. And I look forward to reporting back That's, to you yeah. on the college football experience. Keep doing a fantastic job. I can't wait to see Ole Miss in Alabama. Can't, I can't wait either. Uh, I'm going to be texting you probably right after the game. I don't want to do it in game, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I might have to, it depends, but uh, Hey, uh, look, enjoy, enjoy doing that. We really appreciate you on the show. And that's an awesome trip back to back. Awesome games. Oh. I mean, that's better than the rolling stones ever did on tour, right? Come on. Uh, <laughs> look, our, everyone give the, give the college football experience a follow. Uh, we are new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN and make sure you subscribe to the college football experience because you're going to have great guests like TJ Reeves. All right. So gain, giving you some Intel uh, on the games. He's calling. I mean, come on, you got to subscribe to this thing. Uh, also subscribe to the college basketball experience. That's right around the corner. you better believe TJ, my friend here, big college basketball fan like myself too. He calls a lot of games as well. We'll have him on that show too, but uh, subscribe to both those download the SGPN app. Yes. Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That app is free in the App Store and Google Play Store. You got to get that thing because you're going to get all of our podcasts. You're going to get Three Dog Thursday notifications. You're going to get, yep. you know, uh, the, the college experience, college football experience, college basketball experience, the Sports Gambling Podcast, Big Fight Weekend Podcast. You know yep. what I mean? Like, Boxing, you're going to get all sure. of that, all of that great stuff, and it's free to download. Free to download, and you'll get one location yeah. for all of your gambling podcasts from the NBA, Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. Sports gambling podcast. You've got the college experience, college football experience, and college basketball experience locked down. We do the underdogs on three dog. They get it all one place with the SGP and app. Right. It's a simple thing to do. And also, when you download it, if you, how about this deal? If you, when you go to download it, if you give us a five star review in the app store and you take a screenshot with your phone, find me on Twitter at the Colby D, show me the screenshot. We'll send you a college football or college basketball experience t shirt. 
brand new, not from a yard sale. Promise you that, right? It is a brand new thing. <laughs> all right. It, we, there's no secondhand uh, t-shirts we're dealing with yet at least. Um, so <laughs> find me at the Colby D. And like I said, follow TJ Reeves on Twitter at buck sideline guy, the college football experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Follow them all. Appreciate you coming on TJ. Can't wait. I'm taking the tide minus 14 and a half. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.